Hello, hello. This is Lucas coming back at you with another episode. So I just wanted to kind of touch base, update everybody on where I'm at and whatnot. Um, as of 25 minutes ago, little boy is down for a nap. Whoop, whoop. So daddy is ready to podcast, podcast. Yeah. So um, quick update. I am now in a second podcast called Beyond the Beards. Um, Beyond the Beards is hosted by myself, my older brother, Donald, and my fiance, Shawnee. So we just uploaded our first episode on Monday, and I think it sounds phenomenal. Like, I really do. I think that... Uh, our chemistry is spot on and I think the audio quality came out pretty decent. Um, I think I need to put on the pop mic filters. Uh, I think there was a couple, couple, couple moments where you're like, okay, this is a little, uh, a little poppy, if you will. So that's beyond the beards. Uh, it's on anchor. And then everywhere else you find podcasts. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited that Anchor got bought out by Spotify, but I'm still, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, so now the giant Spotify owns Anchor. And as we know, Spotify is not the best company for their uh, talent. Uh, a lot of musicians and artists are like, yeah, Spotify do better, but whatever. Um, I think anchor getting bought out by Spotify is, I think it's going to be a good thing. I'm optimistic, you know, that's my nature. So I'm looking at it like, all right, let's, uh, let's see what we can do. Um, I think it's really cool that we can podcast on an app which is directly related to Spotify. Um, whereas if you were going to try to make music or make a podcast on your own and then go to Spotify with it and say, Hey, I got this music podcast. They'd be like, um, yeah, we don't want you. <laughs> we want, uh, you know, we want good talent. So, this is really cool. Um, I've always loved Anchor because of the fact that you can start from nothing and and just build a podcast. Um, and they give you all the tools and everything you need. So that to me has been really awesome. I've I'm very much a person who's like, I want to start from nothing, build something, and s- see the result of it. Um, I've never been patient enough to, you know, go through the years of learning, whether it be, you know, school or, or even just extensive internet research. I'm, I'm just a guy that's like, you know what, I'm going to get a microphone, I'm going to hit record, and we're going to (laughs) start. So, so yeah, I think, I think it's going to be ultimately a good thing. Um, Hopefully, Spotify doesn't just crush anchor and throw it into the Spotify system and make it a built-in feature where you just 
do the podcasting through there, but who knows? Um, we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. Um, so we got the new podcast coming out and then we may, I may be on a third podcast, um, with my fiance and I, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I think once you start podcasting, you're like, your brain just becomes like super into it. Um, so right now I'm thinking of all the, all of the different names for the third podcast. Um, so yeah, so that one may come out in the next month. Uh, we'll see, but we're trying to, we're trying to make, uh, beyond the beards, a weekly podcast. So, um, Sunday or Monday, we should, uh, upload new episodes. So we'll see. Um, and then another thing I wanted to touch on, uh, was in the news recently and it's, um, California and the housing crisis. And, you know, I'm a very naive kind of, you know, uh, not well-read person, but I've always believed that I have street smarts. I believe that I pick up on things and I apply them to my life. I apply them to situations in my life. And when I hear things, I apply it to that. So when I hear about the housing crisis, mainly in San Francisco, Silicon Valley area, and they're trying to raise billions of dollars for cheap housing, and it's like, okay, so the um, average uh, resident needs $34 an hour in order to live in a house in Silicon Valley Um uh, San Francisco or any of the busy, uh, areas in California. So instead of saying we're going to raise the minimum wage and we're going to pay people a living wage, we're going to pay people, um, enough money. They say, no, 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 we're just going to build a bunch of cheap slum like housing in order to combat this situation. And it's like, no, that's not what you should do. Like you have these businesses that are multi-billion, Apple, multi-trillion. It's like, do you not have enough money to pay more? Like, can you just not pay your CEO an extra million this year? And you know, that's, that's the thing that I find so frustrating. It's like, you have these companies that make so much money. You have people who make so much money. And then you have people who make nothing. And they're literally just trying to survive. And, you know, we built this society so that people can have an easier life. We went from literally hunting and gathering, which, you know, was a... Uh, a lifestyle where it was live or die. Like you may not have food. You may starve because you don't know what's to come. So we created a society where you knew what was to come. You knew that if you got a job and worked, you would get the food that you needed instead of going out and hunting. So in a sense, you have these multi-billionaires who are taking all the livestock. They're taking all the food. 
They're taking all of what is to be hunted and they're shoving it into their own personal bank where they have access to it and now they can eat as much as they want forever. And you have these people over here who are just slowly starving because they don't have the food because the other guy has it all. So on one hand, yeah, that's the American dream. That's awesome. You're like, yeah, go for it. Get rich. F everyone else. And it's like, okay, is that the way we should be living? Should we have super high and super lows? You know, I'm not saying become, you know, some, you know, crazy, you know, communist or socialist. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying that the way that it's going right now, especially in California, we're seeing this polarizing high and low. You're seeing these these complete, you know, devastated people who are leaving. They are fleeing. They're coming to places like Indiana where I live and they're buying houses and they're they're having um you know this new eye-opening experience where they're like, "Oh, I don't need to be in a New York. I don't need to be in a Chicago. I don't need to be in a LA. I can be in Indianapolis." And so that's good for Indy, that's good for Indiana, but Ultimately, I think that we need to restructure and relook at the society we've built. Everyone talks about it. You know, we're going into more automation, more AI, and we're slowly going to get to a point where it's like, how do people make money? Where's the money coming from? And I think that if we continue paying people such a low minimum wage, like a, a minimum wage, why is it so low? Well, it's low so that the upper echelon can get millions. You see, you're working for $7 an hour, $8 an hour, $9 an hour, so that the CEO, the, the top executives can make millions of dollars. Millions. You're seven to their millions. That's the thing that I find so frustrating. Minimum wage is kept low so that others can make more off of your struggle, your suffering, your ailments. And I don't think that's right. I don't have the answer. I don't know how to fix it. All I know is that when I look at the world and when I look at America and the way that things are being run. We live in a, oh, it's not broke. So we're not even going to look at it. We're just going to keep going. We're going to keep building. We're going to keep raising prices. Everything's just going to keep getting higher, getting higher, getting higher. Minimum wage, staying the same, staying the same. So if you have people in your state that need a minimum wage of $34 an hour, just to live in your state in most areas, you got to do something about it. You really do. That's the thing that is just so frustrating. It, to me, it sounds simple. I'm like, you know what? Just just flip a switch. Let's just do it. But 
you know, you start to get into the nitty gritty and you're like, all right, this is not easy. This is not something that you're just going to flip a switch and have change. But I think the way that we have seen the internet go, you have, you have people who are finding a voice and they're able to use that voice to affect change. Yeah, it's been a little bit small, but we've seen, you know, we've seen people of power get removed from that power. We've seen people who were untouchable now being touched and changed. That's power. That's new. That's not happened before. So I think that I think that yeah, it 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 may be hard, but there has to be some way to go in there and just just flip the switch. Like we just need to do that. But yeah, so when I hear news like California housing crisis, we're going to build these new, you know, super cheap housing, I'm just like ah that that really doesn't sound like the answer. <laughs> but yeah. So um yeah. Okay, so on a lighter note, um, my fiance Shani, she is the manager of a retail store, and she had an employee that was normally on time, you know, really good at at coming to work, and then she started noticing her attendance was getting bad. So she thought, oh, maybe her car broke down, or the person she was getting a ride from was messing with her, you know, like being late. Um, so she asked her one day, she's like, Hey, you know, you were really, really on time. You're really doing good. And I'm just trying to figure out what's, what's going on. And so the girl, um, she said, well, I have to walk here. And my fiance is like, you walk to work. She's like, yeah, I walk like 15 minutes. And my fiance is like, well, it's really cold outside. Where's your jacket? And she's like, I don't have a jacket. My fiance's like, why don't you have a jacket? And she goes, because I have a three-month-old baby girl and I have to spend all my money on her and I don't have money to spend on myself. And, you know, my fiance, her heart just sunk and she's like, oh my gosh, you know, um, I totally, I totally understand where you're coming from. And, um, the girl was like kind of shaking cause she was cold. You could see that she was actually, you know, I think it was like 40 degrees, 35 degrees that day. Um, so my fiance decided, she's like, you know what? I've been there. I'm going to buy her a coat. So she tells her, she's like, I'm going to buy you a coat. And, um, the girl just like started crying a little bit. And, um, so my fiance then, uh, wrote up an entire Facebook post and she just basically, um, you know, told how amazing this girl was, you know, she's working her butt off to just to get to work and all this stuff. And, 
um, it ended up getting like amazing uh, views and comments and all this stuff. And then another retail store manager saw the article and was like, you know what? I'm going to gift her a pair of uh, boots. Um, and she's, she contacted my fiance and was like, hey, you know, can you please get her size and all that? I'm going to send her some boots. So my fiance told her that and she just broke down and started sobbing. And then my fiance started crying and, um, you know, it's, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, when you do the right thing, it is, uh, it's a powerful thing. It really is. And, you know, if, if she didn't take the time to ask the employee, you know, in the right way, this could have never happened. You know, oftentimes we look at employees and, and we go, oh, you know, they're late because they're lazy or because they're inefficient. And sometimes they, they have a three-month-old, you know, child and are just struggling to get by. So next time you see someone that you think you know, might need help, you know, maybe, maybe try, try a little bit. Um, I, I definitely could do more in my life. Um, I just don't come into contact with people. Usually if I'm helping someone, it's, it's by giving them words, uh, in the back of my lift car. Um, I just had a kid the other day that I picked up and, you know, he's basically telling me that, he's, um, you know, he's a trapper. And I said, Oh, so you do music? He's like, well, kind of, but I'd live the trap life. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, selling drugs, um, you know, partying, all that stuff, guns, violence. And I was like, Oh, how old are you? And he's like 16. I was like, okay, all right. Um, and he was telling me how, you know, he goes to school and the teachers just don't get him and they're, they're just so, they're so wrong to him and he, he reacts with violence to him and all this stuff. And he's like, I'm trying to do better. He's, he's gotten onto the basketball team and, um, you know, he's 16 years old in ninth grade. So he feels, you know, kind of bad about that. Um, and then he tells me that, you know, he wants to be an architect and he's really good at math. Like he just gets it. And then he tells me that if he doesn't pass ninth grade, he's going to drop out. There's no point. He might as well go and make money on the streets. And so I spent the next, you know, 15 minutes of the ride just encouraging him that he needs to follow that talent, you know, that, that ability with math is not given to everyone. And I sure as heck don't have that. So I was like, you need to, you really need to follow that. And, and I could, I could tell that the way I was filling his brain full of this information, he was getting it in a, in a true way, because I come from a background where I was horrible in school. I didn't get school. It didn't get me. Um, I didn't take advantage of school. I didn't know 
to take advantage of school. I, I felt like it was a prison. I felt like it was a place that I was always trying to escape and leave to then learn, to then have fun on the streets. Not that I was a street kid, but, you know, I was a skateboarder and you exist on the streets as a skateboarder. Um, so I, my way of interacting with this 16 year old kid was like, Hey, I've been there. I get it, but you need to get what the system is. And the system is here for your taking. And I wish someone would have really instilled that in me. Cause I did not understand that. So I really tried and I think I got through, I really do. Cause he was, he was responsive in a way that wasn't like, it wasn't, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. It was, wow, you're, you know, you're really helping me out. Um, and so, you know, I don't, I don't get to do that often, but I just, you know, I love to give people um, information. I just, I love it. You know, if I can help someone out, oh, it just lightens up my, lightens up my life. Um, and luckily with Lyft, you know, people come to you in the back of your car and they're like, here's my baggage, here's my problem. And they just dump it all on you. And then it's your job to sift through it and see if there's anything you can, well, I say it's your job. It's not. Um, but it becomes a part of the job where you can, if you if you want, you can sift through it and send back helpful information. Um, and, you know, I find myself more in the human resources and therapeutic line of work than I do as a Lyft driver. Um, but I wouldn't change it. It's, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, but I think, I think that's where we're going to end this episode. Um, I hope my, uh, my, 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 uh, oh boy. Yeah. We're just going to end it there. <laughs> All right. So once again, I thank you for your ears and I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.